Hello, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Keith, and we have one hell of a show in store for you today. I'm interviewing Emma Mumford. She is the UK's leading manifestation expert, an award-winning life coach, two-time best-selling author of Positively Wealthy and her newest book, Hurt, Healing, Healed. She has her Law of Attraction YouTube channel. She's speaker and podcast host of the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes, which is called Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. And Emma works to help you turn your dream life into an abundant reality using the law of attraction and spirituality. Now, I have been hearing about her book, Positively Wealthy, which is a 33-day challenge. And people have been talking to me about this for a while now. I am now doing a challenge in the app over the month of March around this book. So, Go get the book, head to the Manifest It Now app, do the challenge with us. On our weekly Inner Tribe calls, we're going to be talking about this. We're going to have a a little um, session where we go over everything. And it's going to be a great life-changing manifestation challenge. So I highly recommend it. Um, Everyone go check it out. I'll link everything in the show notes. And let's go ahead and talk to Emma. Emma, welcome to the podcast. I'm so, so, so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, this was a manifestation, by the way. Um, All the girls in my inner tribe have been talking about you and your book for the longest time. I have it right here. I'm going through it right now. And when I got through chapter one, I was like, I just got this download, this, you know, when inspiration hits. And I thought, I wonder if she has an Instagram page. I'm going to like go on there and look around. And then it was just like message her, ask her on podcast. Like it was so crystal clear. And I did. And you responded so quickly. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I totally manifested this. So um, yeah, that's one of my first manifestations of 2023 is having you on the show. And everyone in my tribe is like super excited for this, this episode. So thank you for being here. Uh, so I thought we could start out talking about what got you into the law of attraction in the first place. And you used to be in kind of like the extreme couponing world, right? Yeah, it's a very weird and wonderful story of how I've gone from like one completely different business to now spirituality and law of attraction. So um, yeah, if we go back to 2012, when my kind of journey sort of really began, I was a banking manager at the time, so working in finance, which was not on the career path, was not the goal. Um, I just sort of fell into it and it just sort of happened. And I was in my first not so great relationship at that point. And he sadly left me in £7,000 worth of debt. And that really triggered off my anxiety and depression. I mean, I was 20 at the time. So I was super young. You know, I was my first adult relationship living with him, got myself into debt by taking on his debt for him to clear it because I had preferential rates at the bank um, and learned a very valuable lesson from that experience. So as soon as I took out the loan, as you guessed, the relationship broke down very, very quickly. And we 
separated and then I had to leave my banking job just because I knew it wasn't fulfilling me. I was having panic attacks every day going to work because I was surrounded by debt. I was putting people in debt every day, surrounded by debt, going home to debt. So it was a really, really difficult time in my life to one, go through a breakup and then have to move back in with my parents, but equally to have to leave such a great job and battle anxiety and depression at the same time, as well as clearing £7,000, you know, debt. It was a lot. So that's when I found extreme couponing. And I went into a part-time retail job just to pay the bills and just to obviously like, you know, keep myself afloat, paying the debts off um, because it was my legal responsibility. And I just, as soon as I came across extreme couponing, it just felt like this really positive thing. And, you know, I thought, wow, if like all these Americans can get all these thousands of pounds worth of food for free. Like imagine if I could do that here. Imagine if I could do that each month, like that would save me so much money and I could put that towards paying off the debts. So at the time, couponing here in the UK was very taboo, just like most things are here in the UK. And most people were kind of like turning their nose up at it. There wasn't much information. So I really had to like dig deep and learn where all these coupons came from. And very quickly, I had like a whole room full of a stockpile. And um, it was just great because it was something really positive to put my energy into um, and focus. So I really feel like it was a really positive focus for me during those darker times where, you know, things were really challenging. Um, and then my friends started pestering me at that point and saying, you should really start a Facebook page, like share these tips with people, like people would love to hear about it. And, you know, I was like, what, who am I to do that? You know, there's massive money saving gurus here in the UK who am I to do that sort of thing? I'm just Emma, who was 20 at the time. Um, so eventually, after a lot of pestering, I did start the Facebook page. And within six months, it just like, oh my gosh, snowboard. Like I had over 100,000 followers at that point. The press were getting involved, nicknaming me the coupon queen. Um, I was presenting a regular TV slot on a national show here in the UK called This Morning. So it went a bit just wild. And obviously, I never planned to do that. It was just it just happened. And obviously I was kind of just thrown into that world um, and kind of thrown into this kind of like expert role on couponing as such, um, where I just wanted to help people. I just wanted to share these tips with people. So a year into that, um, I obviously formed my official business because I didn't earn a single penny for the first year. Didn't know how to, um, didn't even know you could. So eventually I did monetize it and turn it into a six figure business, which was, you know, amazing to be able to do at such a young age as well. And from such a difficult situation. Um, so not only did that business help get me out of debt, I really feel it helped my mental health in so many massive ways because it was such a positive thing that I could do to help people put my energy into that. So fast forwarding to 2016, I'd run the business for a couple of years at that point. And this is when I have my spiritual awakening. So again, relationships are a big trigger point in my life for these awakenings. So at the end of my second not so great relationship, um, I was at breaking point by this point. The depression, anxiety was still there. It had definitely worsened by that point because nothing was seeming to get through. Like I tried medication, I tried CBT, I tried therapy. Nothing was giving me sort of like long lasting results or long lasting relief. Um, and that was really where, you know, I was having suicidal thoughts and thought like, well, this isn't me, like, this isn't me to have these thoughts. And that's when I really had that wake up moment of, no, this is not going to be your story. This is not what you're here to do. And I just really thought, you know, I see people happy, like, how are they happy? Surely I must be able to be like, be able to be happy as well. Um, so after that relationship broke down, 
and I was on my own again, again, feeling this anxiety and depression, you know, on the outside, most people would think, well, what's Emma got to be sad about? She's got this hugely successful business. Like she's got money. She's got a nice flat. Um, okay. She's gone through a breakup, but like, you know, what she got to be sad about, but I really feel like the couponing was just keeping me alive. I feel like it was that one thing that really just kept me focused and gave me a purpose definitely at that time in my life. Um, and that's when I came across the law of attraction was at that kind of rock bottom place for me where as soon as we'd broken up. And at first, I would have said I was an atheist um, prior to finding out about the law of attraction. I think I've always been interested in kind of like spiritual stuff over the years into Buddhism, angels, etc. But I don't think I ever took it seriously or, you know, really practiced with it before that point. Um, so when I came across the law of attraction, again, it was just like couponing. It was like that moment of this is something really positive that I can put my energy towards. So it felt very similar energy to the couponing where I could just throw myself into it and just learn about this. And I really enjoyed it and started seeing huge, huge shifts very, very quickly in my mental health, in my life, in my finances, with my friendships. Um, I finally learned how to love myself. I definitely did not know what self-love was before that point. So I just feel like every area of my life hugely transformed from that moment of finding out about the law of attraction. And then just like couponing, I had to know everything about it. I wanted to learn about it and manifest. And after about a year or so of literally just doing it personally, I started to kind of incorporate it into my YouTube where I shared money saving content at the time. And people really warmly received it. I thought people would be like, no, 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 you're just a money saving expert. Don't talk about this spiritual woo woo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but people loved it. And I was really, really pleased to see that. And then it, after another year of doing that, I really thought in 2017, I was like, no, this is the time to like fully step into my spiritual shoes. And I want to help people, yes, save money, but like manifest money, be happy in their mindset, be happy in life. And um, yeah, that's when I created Spiritual Queen or or my business that I've been running since 2017. And then I manifested selling um, the couponing business. I manifested a seller for that in 2018. So yeah, I've been doing this ever since. It's so funny because I started my Instagram page probably around the same time you got into the law of attraction. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start this and people are going to think it's weird because a lot of people in my personal life like didn't get it or they thought it was kind of woo woo or whatever. And then I put it out on Instagram and so many people were connecting with me. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people like me that want to learn about this. And I'm not the weird one. Like this is a thing. And so it's just funny that you say that, but I got to ask, like your relationships that broke down and going through those really rough times, do you feel like that was happening for you? Like if that hadn't happened, do you think you would have stayed in the same path of banking and never pursued these different um, businesses? Mm, And I love that question because I think think we could all think back in our lives or at the time when something's happening and be like, oh my gosh, like, why is this happening? Or why would that awful thing happen? And like, obviously now, like nearly enough 10 years on, you know, like I do look back and I'm so, so grateful for every single one of those experiences because God, did I need them? Like I needed them to heal, to, you know, step into my power, to learn about manifestations. So do I think if those things hadn't have happened, I think I always eventually would have found the spiritual path. I feel like even if there's different ways we go about things or different free will choices we make, I feel like eventually I definitely would have stumbled across it one way or the other. 
Um, but I'm grateful that I have discovered it in the way I have, because obviously I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about my healing, trauma, my past. And, you know, without having those experiences, that never would have come to the surface. So for me, obviously now 10 years on or, you know, even seven years on since my spiritual awakening, you know, I'm like, thank God all of that happened. Because if all of that was underneath the surface, like that would be impacting my manifestations, that would be impacting how I feel and my energy, etc. Um, so yeah, I think it's always so, so important that we look at those experiences in life, even as crappy as they are, um, you know, and think, okay, what was the opportunity there? What did I learn from that, you know, that thing in my life? Yeah. And I was uh, going for a walk yesterday and listening to one of your podcast episodes. Um, you were talking about the law of polarity and it really just like clicked with me. I mean, I've known about the law of polarity and, and heard about it before, but I think it's so true that if you don't experience the opposite of it, you don't have as much appreciation and gratitude for the positive of it. And, mm -hmm. you know, same with like getting that 7,000 pounds in debt, like would you have then appreciated like the world of couponing in the same way, you know, who, who knows, but I think it's very motivating because there's so many people that are, go are in it right now, going through it, going through a difficult time. And I always try to tell my clients if they're in that, like, this is something you're going to look back on and think that was the pivotal moment. That was the moment where I got off of this path and I got more aligned with what I really wanted. And um, it's like no one wants to experience the bad, but again, the law of polarity, it will it will pay off in the long run and help you appreciate all the good that has to come. So I know I was excited to see that your very first challenge and positively wealthy was gratitude. I feel like that is just like the center of manifesting. Do you kind of feel that way too? Is that why you put it as the number one thing to do every morning? Yeah, I mean, I feel like for morning practice and like for raising your vibration and just for so much, absolutely like gratitude is the best attitude. If anybody's like feeling funky or they want to shift something, like even the other day, I got into a spiral of like worry about an application we're doing at the moment. And I thought, no, like turn this into gratitude. Like, so I feel like when you're in those moments of worry, I feel like gratitude is so powerful. And I think gratitude has the power to transform so much in our lives that absolutely I would say it's like the number one thing if there was like one tip it would be like gratitude 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 yeah absolutely I'm so on the same page with you and I, I really do think that people should make it a part of their daily routine like have it so ingrained that it's just your lifestyle you don't even think about it you're just constantly finding gratitude and I've noticed that ever since I shifted that in my life there's always more to be grateful for. And like my mood is better. My health is better. I mean, every aspect of life I think improves when you have that mindset. But I want to talk to you a little bit about the book because so this book, was this your first book, Positively Wealthy? First published book, technically my second. I released Spiritual Queen in 2019 by myself. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, what the process was like did you just get inspired to do it how did you put it out there because i feel like this book just took on a mind of its own and there were so many people from so many different groups that i'm in that all were talking about this and buying it for their teams and businesses using it for their employees mindset and it really just became like a movement 
And how did that all come about? Did you have any idea how big this was going to end up being? I, it was weird because I think as my human Emma self, I was like, I don't know what to expect. I'd obviously had sales figures from the first book, but obviously that was like my first self-published book. I didn't really know what to expect, but when writing Positively Wealthy, it was such a huge, huge pivotal part in my life, you know, my own journey, which you see in the book and read about in the book. So I knew that the impact it had on me was going to have a huge impact on other people just because of the results I'd seen within myself personally. And it was so, so clear, like when it got signed by my publisher Watkins, uh, no, actually, sorry. So it first got signed with my first hybrid publisher where I self-published because again, I'd got all the no's for the publishing deals, all of the no's. And I was like, really? That's, yeah. that's really motivating to hear because I think a lot of people, when they get a no, they're like, I'm just not good enough. But here you got all these no's and now can you imagine what all those publishers that told you no are thinking when you see how successful this book has been? <laughs> but even with that healing healed, I got all the no's again. And I, I now I'm just like, it's just not the right publisher. You don't need 10 yeses. You just need one yes. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. I always kept that in my mind. So when I got all those no's with Positively Wealthy, I knew from the moment I wrote it that it had to be published in a different way. Like my intuition was like, it has to be published properly this time. The distribution has to be done properly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I've pitched to all these publishers. They've all said no. Like what more do you want me to do universe? So it came to a point where my old publisher, the hybrid publisher were like, we can't get this book into bookstores. It's just not how our system works. We've tried everything. Like it's just going to be an online book basically and every part of my soul was like not for this book this book has to be published traditionally to get it into the right places so I was like okay I'm listening universe but how like tell me how to do that you sound like, okay you totally sound like me so do you just talk out loud and ask these questions do you journal do you use an oracle card because we were just talking about this in one of my groups and everyone's like what does it sound like do you write it out do you just like start talking out loud to the universe like what how how did that happen for you? Yeah, I definitely talk out loud. Like I literally <laughs> sit around my house talking to myself all the time. Oh <laughs> like yeah, my, same. <laughs> my boyfriend's like, who's she talking to? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Oracle cards, I literally talk like in my mind, I'll just have like that internal conversation. So a lot of the time, you know, I'll address the universe, my angels, my spirit guide team, you know, whoever I feel, feel like calling on at that, that time. But it was just such a knowing. And like even the cover when it did eventually. So the story with the publisher was the very, same day I got that email of it can't be distributed in the way you want it to and I was like universe how by 3 p.m I'd got that email at 9 a.m by 3 p.m I kid you not my traditional publisher came into my inbox of my emails and were like we want to offer you a book deal for a money and law of attraction book and I was like I have a whole entire manuscript on a money and law of attraction book. Oh my and gosh. The day you ask the universe, you literally, it falls in your lap, in your inbox. Literally, <laughs> like I was just shook up at that point. Um, so within a week, I'd signed the book deal, which is like record for any publishing. Like I've never had that with any other book deals um, because they knew how, you know, there was a time frame with the other publisher. And obviously I'd said to everybody it was coming out in April by that point. So there was obviously a little bit of time pressure on that. But 
Um, even like with the cover, Watkins wanted to change the cover from the cover you actually see because that was designed with the previous publisher. And I was like, no, like every bone in my body says it has to be this blue. It has to be this Archangel Michael blue. And it sounded so weird at the time. And I was like, just please trust me. Like my intuition is like screaming this at me. Um, and, you know, ultimately I don't really think the cover really matters. Um, you know, obviously people are drawn to covers, but it was just this like, I really think it needs to be blue. I really think it needs to stay how it is. But yeah, once it had released, so it released in 2020 during the lockdowns, um, you know, it had a really great response. It had, you know, sold really well, but it definitely did not pick up until I would say probably like the beginning of last year, 2022. And then it's just skyrocketed from that. And I really think, like you say, book clubs have been doing it everywhere people are doing it together and it just honestly is the most amazing feeling to see everybody and like read their dms of what they've manifested and how it's making the law of attraction really accessible and attainable for them and it's like an easier um process that they really understand and to be honest just seeing all the abundance it's creating like that makes me the happiest person ever <laughs> seriously that's like the best thing right when you can see other people using that and putting it and practice in their own life and manifesting like a huge life change and their all their dreams coming true. But I'm so excited to hear you say this because I did the same thing where I self-published my first book and it like it was not successful whatsoever. This was like when I first got started and I just when I had my spiritual awakening, that was the first thing that came to mind is like I had a lot of those same thoughts that you did that were really depressing. And I thought, like, who would even remember me if I were to die or whatever? And how am I going to leave my mark on the world? And the first thing that came through was like a book, like you're going to write a book. And which sounded so crazy to me because I have never really been interested in writing or a writer or anything like that. And I created a vision board in 2018 that was like all about being bestselling author, blah, blah, blah. And then what happened was I started listening to people who were authors that were like, it's, you're not going to make any money. It's so hard to get a publisher. You're going to get all these rejections. And it was all this like just negativity. And I'm like, well, that sounds awful. And I threw that idea out the window. And then when I was doing a workshop in 2020, a vision board workshop, I was showing everyone like my past examples of vision boards. And I came across that vision board and it was like, all those feelings came back of like, I'm supposed to do this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to add this back on my vision board. Like screw what everyone else says. And same thing. I got a message for a book deal. It like landed in my lap the very next month. And you're the only person I've talked to so far who has said that and made it sound so easy. So I think that's really inspiring. I know there's a lot of women I've talked to in the past few months that would love to write a book someday and have heard the same negative, you know, thoughts about it has to be hard and, you know, mm -hmm. you're never going to get a good deal. But now we're both examples that it literally can fall in your lap if you just truly trust and believe in what you're doing. And whenever you follow that, don't you feel like the universe rewards you? It's like rewards your bravery and courage for moving forward with it. A hundred percent. I always say big leaps bring big rewards. And, you know, sometimes it's really scary to put that trust in the universe but I feel like in that moment where I was like I know this has to be published in this certain way 
I think it was almost like my soul had taken over. Like my ego didn't even have time to kick in and be like, but how? But well, you're not good enough. You've had all these rejections. It was almost like, I always um, say it's like those life truck moments where those sliding doors where you just know that's what you've got to do. Your soul knows what it's doing and boom, that opportunity comes in. Like that's how I always feel like we experience the most kind of like divinely timed miracles in our life when you just, you're on it and you know it's going to happen. That's actually pretty genius because I know I'd love to get your take on limiting beliefs because in the manifesting world, it's like I feel like limiting beliefs have sort of taken hold of the conversation. And I do, I get it. Like we all have limiting beliefs. We need to work through them, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes people can get like very caught up in that instead of like you said, just sort of getting that inspiration, knowing what you're supposed to do and taking action. And do you think like if you do that, when the inspiration comes through, you take the action, it kind of like bypasses that step because you're not even giving yourself the time for all the limiting beliefs to hold you back. Is that sort of what you're saying with that? I think it depends. That's my answer. I'm going to give two, two points to this answer. So The first point is in that instance with the book, I didn't have any limiting beliefs around that. So that's why it was like so easy in terms of like, I know that's what I've got to do. But I've also seen and experienced people who literally could have a fear over something or a fear, like with a relationship, I witnessed this recently with one of my friends, she would have this fear of leaving her her partner. And she was like, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. And I was like, look, you've got to relax into it. You just got to let it be. It's going to turn out how it's meant to turn out. Like you don't need to force a decision. And then she just woke up one day and was like, that's it that's it done no I'm walking out so I feel like those life door moments go beyond reason sometimes and it's almost like the universe is like this has to happen now and in that instance I feel like I don't think it bypasses anything because we can't bypass anything with spirituality or the law of attraction if you've got the limiting beliefs and fears that they're still going to be there whether you listen to them or not But ultimately, I feel like if something is meant to happen, nothing in this world can stop it. But on the flip side, what I am going to say is also alignment is everything. So, you know, you have to become that energetic match to your desire. And I think where people obsess or um, fall into like this endless hole, so to speak, of um, the inner work is thinking that they have to be perfect to receive their desires. And a great example of this in my own life is actually with relationships. You know, I had so much to heal over the years. I had a really karmic relationship a few years ago, which, oh my gosh, brought up my PTSD, brought up everything for me in a work-wise, hence why I wrote Hurt Healing Healed. And for me, you know, I was like, I have to be perfect to like manifest an aligned relationship. I have to be perfect to have this healthy relationship. But my friend George always kept saying to me, Emma, you're going to have to learn on the job. And I was like, no, no, no. Like you just clear all the beliefs, you get into alignment. That's when I'm going to receive it. And obviously to some degree, I had cleared a heck of a lot of that and healed and released and aligned 100%. So when that relationship did come in, that's when the real hard work started. That's when the real like, you know, deep inner work came up because sometimes we actually have to learn things with our manifestations as well. So I don't think there's like a right or wrong answer or like a one shoe fits all because everybody's situations, beliefs, patterns, conditioning is going to be different. But I definitely feel we have to clear a 
certain level to be able to get into alignment, to be able to clearly listen to our intuition and not, you know, brush it off or ignore it, to be able to experience that alignment with our desire and have that opportunity come into our field of opportunity and possibility. So I I don't know if that answered it, but I feel like there's two sides. It does. No, that's a great answer. And it really isn't just like an easy answer, is it? You know, I mean, it's it's so different for everyone as well. And let's talk about this new book because it is more about that healing side of things, right? You want to tell us a little bit about like what went into that? Yeah. So obviously Positively Wealthy was like a huge, huge journey and, you know, taught me how to redefine my version of wealth, find fulfillment, which is so, so important with the manifesting process. But as I said, when I then went past the Positively Wealthy journey, that's when the real, real crux of the inner work came up. And I really learned the power of looking at your limiting beliefs and fears. Because obviously in old school teachings, it's barely ever mentioned to look at that. It's very much like think positive thoughts, don't think negative thoughts, otherwise bad things will happen. And I realized that that just was not serving me in any way, shape or form. And it was causing more misery than it was actually causing, you know, happiness. So after that relationship broke down, um, you know, inner child work came up full force during lockdown for me. Um, Then my PTSD came to the surface and I got diagnosed with PTSD. So, you know, although Positively Wealthy had hugely transformed so much in my life, I feel like now I was in this space where I was regulated and in a safe space where it could come up, that's when the healing does come up. It never comes up when you're in the situation, it's always afterwards. So it was like a different journey at that point to then understand, okay, who am I then? Who am I underneath all of this? What have been my experiences in life that have led me to this point where all of this is coming up? So I really found during this journey how impactful the inner work is on our manifestations. And a lot of the time people say like, what's blocking me? How do I identify what's blocking me? I know I've got these pesky limiting beliefs and fears, but how do I clear them? And there was never really a correlation between inner work and manifesting, even though I believe they are the most important things to manifest and manifest in an aligned way. So that journey is really, again, the subtitle is release limiting beliefs, fears and blocks to supercharge your manifestation. And it literally is that. It helps you to identify what's underneath, like why are you feeling blocked? Why are you stuck in that second step of belief? And how can you then move through the other steps? How can you let go and surrender? How can you heal? How can you come into alignment with yourself to then come into alignment with your desires. So it's definitely the deepest book I've written, but I always joke that it's the deepest book that will bring you the biggest rewards because when you do that work and you're manifesting from that aligned space, like literally I say to people all the time, I say, once you work on the alignment and the vibration and the beliefs, you don't have to worry about the rest. Like everything's just going to be magnetized to you almost by magic because you're in that field. You're in that vibration of receiving, so to speak. So obviously, you know, I still have to set intentions. I'm still very intentional with stuff. Um, But definitely since doing that work, um, the level of abundance that I receive and also the fulfillment and just how I feel within myself, like the best gift ever. And I always say, because people say like, what's the best thing you learned from that book? It is knowing myself, like coming home to myself and knowing myself truly. Like that's, that's it for me. That's the gift. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I feel like the timing is perfect because I don't know how you feel, but I, I think the whole world has like 
woken up to a lot of these concepts, but is now ready to do that deep work. It's almost like layers of an onion, you know, and like kind of discovering things, setting intentions. And now it's time to dig a little bit deeper and heal, you know, all of all of those wounds. It's like everyone goes through adversity in their life. And sometimes we don't even realize how much we're holding on to that needs to be released. So where can everyone find the book? Is it out yet or is it coming out soon? Yep, all of the books are out. So Positively Wealthy is available from anywhere that sells books worldwide. And same with Hurt Healing Healed. So they're available in audiobook, paperback and ebook. Oh, great. And where can everyone connect with you? Yeah, of course. So you can find me at emmamumford.co.uk. That's my website. And you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, basically all the platforms on at I am Emma Mumford. And I'll link all that in the show notes. And one last question. What are you currently working on manifesting in your life? Oh, good question. Um, I will share this one, actually, just because by the time this comes out, hopefully I'll have the answer by then. <laughs> I'm always like, protect your manifestations until they've happened. Uh, but at the moment, we are in the process of manifesting our first home, and we're nearly, nearly there. Um, it's just all the the boring financial formalities, which is like such a deep surrender process for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be doing this book in the app so everyone can head to manifest it now and get ready for that. It's called Positively Wealthy and you can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. So Emma, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys want more in between these podcast episodes, you can subscribe to my Apple podcast, Manifested It. You can find that in Apple Podcasts and it has all of my bonus interviews, guided visualizations, subliminals, meditations, all that good stuff. Or you can download the Manifest It Now app where I put everything, all of my interviews, tools, everything I've used to manifest a life I don't need a vacation from. You can find that wherever you get your apps in Google Play or the Apple App Store. And you can join the Inner Tribe Manifesting Community, which is inside the app as well. If you want to up level with a group of women who are there to support you, cheer you on, give you guidance, and up level your vibe. And if you love this episode, the best thing you can do to support the podcast is share it. Share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram, make sure to tag me at Law of Attraction Tribe so I can share it back on my story as well. I love connecting with you guys and putting a face to all the listeners out there. So come connect with me over on Instagram and let's start a conversation. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.